I am Potato. And I'm Cornbread. <laughs> and welcome to our table and let's begin. <laughs> so this is kind of our welcome and meet the cast. <laughs> yeah, like a test run type thing. Yes. Okay, so I thought that we could kind of go over kind of like how we got our nicknames because yours is funny to me (laughs) and then um how we met and decided to start doing the podcast yeah and then kind of like maybe it's kind of like where we kind of want to go I'm just gonna mess with my hair the whole time because it's gonna I am too (laughs) kind of where what we want to do with it you know kind of stuff but so I guess I can go. So I got potato, and I've been potato for a little bit now because we had a really bad storm here, and we were sitting in my neighbor's, my best friend's bathroom, and I made a joke about my potato face because we were taking pictures of the kids. I was like, I look like a potato, and she played that audio from like a long time ago, the little "I'm a potato." Yes. <laughs> stuck forever Um, I used to be cupcake and they called me cake so I was cake for a long time but now I'm potato because my best friend calls me a potato face (laughs) and she even got me this little crocheted potato that lives in my car and it has a little sign that says life is all out of lemons so here's a potato instead (laughs) so I started I love potatoes though potatoes well and then that history class with Mr. Schubitz. Shout out Shout to Mr. Because <laughs> he's the best. And he was, we were talking about the 1950s on the TV. And I just keep like, mash. <laughs> mash. <laughs> so she said that I had to be potato because potatoes get mashed anyway. So that's yeah. how I ended up being potato for the podcast. <laughs> but his class, it's it's the best class. <laughs> Um, and that's like actually where I got my nickname because we were, I forget like what lecture it was, but I was talking and I was like, yes, and you know, whatever, talking like this. And I texted her and said something about like, I sound like cornbread. And so the next lecture, she was like, you need to ask Kaylee about cornbread, like to our professor. And I was just like, okay. And I explained. So that's kind of how I got cornbread. And I, I was always throwing you under the bus in his classes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But like, if it, if I was going to be thrown under the bus in any class, it was his. It had to be his. Yes, because he he was always oh, such a great sport about it too. He's like, oh really? <laughs> yeah, I know. And I was just like, yeah. He was, oh he always just played along with our shenanigans. <laughs> I know. And sometimes I'm just like, I feel like. It was annoying, but you know what? He was good about it. But it was always just the three of us anyways, so. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, what were we going to do? But so you know what? Gonna... I was watching TikTok today, and that sound, the Ford, you ever seen the Ford sound where they're like, you ever been beaten yes. by a wet spaghetti noodle? And I was like, because you sent me that meme, because I was like, what the heck does cornbread sound like? And you sent me like the most redneck guy you could think of. And I was like. And I heard that sound, and I was like, "That's that's a cornbread sound right there." Exactly, exactly. that's what it is. Exactly. <laughs> oh man, exactly, exactly. So that's yeah, that's how we became potato and cornbread. <laughs> Ooh. 
exactly. So that's that's kind of that you know story with our nicknames. <laughs> yes. Oh gosh. Okay. Then <laughs> we we became friends because of a whole other class that yeah. we have to be very broad about. Yeah. Because we don't want to be be specific about that. <laughs> so it's just. It's not a fun class. No, it's not. <laughs> no, no. We became what? Well, we basically trauma bonded over yeah, that. Yeah, pretty class. much. Because <laughs> we're exactly. in two completely different states. Yeah, two completely different states, and yeah. and we had to. We came together over the absolute disorganization and unprofessionality of a class about yeah. being organized and professional. Yeah, exactly. Which is, it's ironic, so. So, yeah, so. But, but we, you know, after talking about the way that we go back and forth with our, our conversations and our banter, we were like, you know what? <laughs> we should just put it on the internet. Exactly. Maybe, like, other Why people not? can also find us entertaining. <laughs> Why not? Everybody else does. Exactly. But. <laughs> I'm just sitting here like giggling because I don't know what to do. I think we're both nervous laughers too. So yep. that just makes everything. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, anyways. So. <laughs> but. So we're both students for uh in a mortuary we're getting going for our associates in mortuaries oh my gosh what is the actual like mortuary sciences right yeah i think so title. yeah yeah so i don't think we're allowed to say like the actual school that we go to i don't think we'd be allowed to say that but no yeah so no. we go but we yeah we go to school for our mortuary or our associate's degree um and so kind of doing a podcast, this is going to be kind of like documenting our experiences with going to yeah. school and trying to break into the industry. And we're both in like small town areas where it's yeah. like very closed off and almost yeah. clickish, very set. In exactly. So there's not a lot of open and yeah. What is the word I'm looking for? Like progressive. Yes, progressive. It's just very like mm, as like a set group of people, and that's they're, they're yeah. all very family owned. Which I won't, you know, I prefer yeah. family owned funeral homes. I'm not gonna lie, yeah. I don't like the idea of the the you know the chain store. Funeral yeah. Homes. Um, I like family owned funeral homes. Yeah. But with it, it comes kind of like a, here, yeah. Yeah. It's like a double-edged sword. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, um, and then, you know, we also, you know, talking with a lot of other students, you know, noticing a lot of things, the students in our classes who have been in the funeral industry for a while that are finally going to school to get their licenses. So, you know, they talk about how people don't know, you know, their yeah. options that are available to them until you know, they are forced to think about it and yeah. there's still a huge stigma around, yeah. you know, the Death funeral industry. And... Yeah. Yes. How funeral, uh, funeral directors are perceived by the public. Yeah. You know, there it's, it's, 
yeah and there's yeah. there's a lot of great creators especially on tiktok that are yeah. opening up and helping to destigmatize so we thought you know doing a podcast documenting what, yeah how how our journey is would exactly. help yeah exactly. and, and yeah. be a resource for people who are thinking about going in current students yeah something to help them relate to yeah, yes, because Mortuary School sucks. Like, I love it. It's fun, but it's hard. It so, and there's not a whole lot of people that, like, are doing, well, that, like, at least that I know. So, in school, and definitely, like, make friends, reach out, because they will know what you're going through. So, that's what, like, that's, like, the most important piece of advice I could ever give is, like, reach out to people. Yes. Yes, and you have to build, and because a lot of people, especially like around me, like I have, I have people who are supportive of what I'm doing, but they don't understand. Yeah, like, they don't get it. They're just like, but that's what you signed up for. So it's like, yeah, but still, yeah. like, yeah, exactly. So you, have to, you have to find a community of people who understand on that level. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's and it's hard because like and you know like a lot there's not like a whole lot of like young funeral directors like where I am. So there's like I can think like off like the top of my head. So with like counting like one hand. So it's like it's really important to like talk to your classmates. Yes. Yeah, and that's something we were talking about earlier today too is like um cuz we're getting ready to come up on where we're going to have to get our our um uh practicums. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And like how we're both having such a hard time finding a spot in a funeral home around us. Um and like how I was talking about there's only one funeral home in my entire area that is run by a female which i am not big on the whole like feminism movement and i know yeah. i'm gonna get a lot of hate for that yeah Whatever. i know i i agree <laughs> i'm not gonna argue politics on here you know yeah. keep this as non-political as possible yeah. you know it's just it's a simple observation you know there's only one yeah. around here that's run by a female and she doesn't have any spots either but you know it's unfortunately it's a lot of older men yeah around here and i get that look of you're you're a younger female and i just i yeah. i either don't have a spot for you or like i'm not willing to yeah have it's a very spot. misogynistic yes yeah unfortunately that's yeah. just how it is and and we're in two completely separate areas like yeah. you're I, I'm in like a very rural area yeah. of Indiana. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. It's a very rural and I'm in like a very rural spot of Virginia. And it's, it's crazy to think like how like, yes, we like live in different States, but we get the same like struggle. So yes. it's, it's a struggle. <laughs> and I've been dealing with like, cause I moved from, I moved here from like a big, like Metroplex in Texas yeah and so i mean things down there were were a lot more progressive than they are here yeah and so like and i've lived here for now gosh what is it 2023 <laughs> i've lived here for 
It's been, I would say at the end of this year, it'll be five years. Yeah. And I still not have adjusted to like the small town mentality. Yeah. And so it's still like different. It's yeah. It's and I know like a lot of people aren't going to get that, but yeah, it's, it's different. It's different. Yeah. So yes, it's been, it's been a bit of a struggle. Yeah. But so yeah, but we're going to try and approach this like as lightheartedly as possible. Yeah. And some people yeah. might not like that because I know a lot of people think, you know, the funeral industry is supposed to be, it's supposed to be serious. And, yeah. And you know, all the time it's supposed yeah. to be, you know, almost like robots. Yes. Not yeah. supposed to have feelings about anything. Everything is supposed to be, you know, and I get it. You know, everything is going to be with the utmost respect. Yes. And, but I feel like, and I think, you know, we've had, you know, everything, you know, we have a lighthearted approach to things. Yeah. Exactly. And you need that in this business. You need it to like survive because it is such a heavy, like it's such a heavy um, feeling like all the time. So you have to be able to like have fun. So. So it is, but yes. I'm I'm excited to get started with the podcast. I think it's going to be a great outlet as well. Yes, 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 yes. 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 Do you want to tell your story about the the embalming thing and maybe we can oh yes I do. <laughs> yes. So when I was so when I and if it turned <laughs> so when I was like sixteen, I want to say. Yeah, like 16, 17. Um, I, to make sure, like, this is what I wanted to do, I went with, she's like my mentor um, to an embalming just to see, you know, like, if I was going to get in there and, like, flip my lid or what. So this woman, she was like, she was an elderly lady. I don't even remember how old, but she was, you know, up there. And she, her, um, arteries were so hard. Um, it was like bone. So in the process of trying to embalm her, we were going through, um, like her, uh, femoral arteries because we just like up here, you know, everything was fine up here, but her legs were so bad. Um, like the pressure from the fluid coming out of the machine and the blockage in her artery caused it to shoot out and I was covered in embalming fluid and I just remember freezing and I was just like and I just looked up and I was like am I gonna die <laughs> I was prepared to die like I was like I'm gonna have to call my mom and my dad and tell them I love them like I was so scared but uh it was it was so bad I went and I changed I it was horrible, but I went and I changed and I got myself cleaned up and I survived, obviously, but it was... And, and you're still, and you're still pursuing this, so... Exactly, exactly. And it was, it almost made me want to do it more, like, not like that part, but seeing her family and just how they felt was just like, oh my gosh, like, I, I have to do this. So it was, it was an adventure, but it was, it was, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> so. And see, like I, 
the opposite. Like, you are very much on the, the like, the family side. I don't want to do the family yeah. side. Yeah. And we've had this discussion before. Yeah. See, actually, one of my discussion posts, because we had a discussion post earlier this week about what we think the most important aspect of the funeral yeah. industry is, and I was very blatant about how... Mm, I think that it's, you know, to, to me, and I said, like, basically said, like, yeah, you know, it is important to deal with the family, but yeah, the deceased is my priority. Yeah. And, you know, I actually, nobody responded to my post the last time I checked, but I got an email from one of the other students about how they found that post to be disrespectful. Yeah one of the other students about how it was disrespectful and everything because I said that the family is not my priority, that the deceased is my priority. Because oh my I'm going God. into this I'm going into this industry and I have told I don't know how many people this that like I don't have a face for customer service. Yeah. Like I wear my feelings on my face. Yeah. And as like I, I am empathetic and everything, and, like, I know how hard it is to be in that situation, and I understand it. Like, I'm very much a back-end person. Yeah. Yeah, and when that's okay. Dying, that is, that is yeah. where I want to be. I want to be in the back. I will yeah. be the person in the back-end. I, even if I get to the point where I am opening up my own funeral home, you know, yeah, it might have my name on it. I may be a licensed funeral director. Cool. I'm going to have a staff to deal with yeah. that because yeah. I, I feel for the families and yes, I yeah. want them to have every tool at their disposal to have the funeral that they want to have, which we've talked about alternate funeral, alternative funerals yeah. too, which is going to be a whole episode in its own. And that's yeah. one that I'm excited for yeah. very much. Yes. Um, I'm excited for that. You know, I want them to have all the aftercare. Yes. I want them to have all the aftercare that they're going to need. Like, I want them to have everything at their disposal that they need for their time of grieving. Like, I am not saying it as, like, I don't care about the family. Like, I don't want people to take it that way. And I know that's how it sounds. Like, I I know that's how it sounds. Like, I don't care about the family. I do. But I don't want to. And that's okay. I don't want to be the one that that handles it, you know? Yeah. Some people just, like, they're better in the back, solely focusing on that person. And that's okay. And and it might might be partially, like, I can take responsibility that I might not be... correctly or completely conveying my 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 intentions exactly. yeah. like i can go back and reread that and you know maybe i didn't completely convey that you know i do absolutely care about the family i do but they are not when i'm work when i'm get to a point where i'm working they're they're not my priority yeah they're not and yeah. so and i'm sorry about that but not really yeah, you know, because like there are other people that are that feel more comfortable better, and taking care of the family. Yeah, while you and that is that is a weakness for me, and I can I can admit that that I am not suited for that role. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's fine. Like some people just work better 
like solely like I said like on that person instead of their family and that's why there are other funeral directors there to take care of the family yes so yeah like I know what my strengths are am I going for the full program so that I can be completely licensed to do all of it yes exactly can I can I step into that role in a full capacity if I need to yes will I absolutely if I have to yeah but I am 100% always going to want to be in that back room. Exactly. Yeah. And like I said, like, that's fine. Some people, and it's good to like know your strengths and know what you would rather be doing. Sometimes people just, they think they like know better than you and like their opinions are better than you. And in this industry, there are so many differing opinions about everything. I mean, you know, like if, you know, funeral directing is better than embalming, stuff like that. So you're going to have so many different opinions and like other people. And I have seen like people, like even in our class, like I said, like get snippy with other people because their opinions are different. And it's just like, how are you, how are you going to work in this business? If, you know, you are so, like, if you're not open-minded, you have to be yes. open-minded. Yeah. Yes. You have to be yes. open-minded. And you if, have if to you're... be willing yeah. to open up and accommodate to other people. Exactly. Not, not just their strengths and weaknesses, but if you have a family that walks in, like, I am in a very um, Christian yeah. area. But, you know, if somebody walks in off the street and they're Muslim or exactly. Hindu, or you know whatever exactly you're just not going to serve them exactly exactly how are you going to run a business like that yeah like be i'm also i get lectured i get lectured because i'm not going to upsell a casket exactly exactly like, and I'm also in, like, a very Christian conservative area. I myself am. I am Christian. And because of the area, people automatically, and, you know, be being associated with Christianity, people will automatically assume that I don't want to, like, serve other religions. And it's like, that's not at all. But you cannot, I am saying this for any religion across the board, you cannot work in the funeral business and have almost like a superiority complex with religion. You can't do that. You have to be open and accepting of everybody. So, and it's, it's crazy because there is such a stigma around everything in the funeral business. And that's like what I hope we can accomplish with this podcast is like helping to break down the stigmas. Yes. Yes, and letting people know that, you know, there's other options out there besides yeah. just strictly cremation and putting in exactly. an urn and traditional burials. Like Exactly. Like what we posted on the TikTok about the playlist. Exactly. Like, we both have a pretty rockin' playlist. Exactly. Like and <laughs> I talking... Exactly, yeah. Yeah. And like earlier where we were talking about how like I wanna be on a body farm, so bad. Looks yeah. so bad. Except, like, really, like, people, and I don't think a whole lot of people know, especially, like, older generations, I don't think they really know that there are other options. You can, like, this can be a party, dude. 
Like, this could be, like, your going away party. <laughs> Bounce houses and open bars, man. Exactly. Like, <laughs> exactly. We need to, like. Well, there might be state laws and regulations, like, at, yeah. at, at the actual funeral. But, I mean, after hours, there's no limit. Exactly. Like, exactly. Like, I cannot tell you how many funerals I have gone to where it's, like, the Christian potluck after and everyone's just, like, crying. I don't want that. I mean, like, yeah feed my people but like have a good time don't sit around and like cry like and i that's the thing like people almost get like offended when you talk about having a fun funeral and that i don't even understand why because like yes if you want your funeral to be like a very somber occasion do that but don't like crap all over people that want their funeral to be personalized and have right. touches and, and vice versa i mean we can't exactly you know, crap on people who want the exactly. traditional because i mean i went to my great grandma's funeral and she was like very catholic and so yeah. it was a very traditional catholic service the up down up down you know and exactly. it was, it was yeah. beautiful i mean it was tiring yeah <laughs> it exactly was, it was beautiful yeah do i want that for me absolutely not but exactly it but if you it, feel so strongly about that, go for it. And it's about what that person wanted. It's not exactly. about what, what you want. You yeah, know? it's not about like what, you know, your kid wants for you. It's about what you want. And that's why like I stress and advocate for planning ahead if you can, you know, or at least having your wishes in writing. Because yes, people can come will. in and completely make it what they want. Yes. Exactly. And that is 100% why I stress do this early before because like if you want like um like she like you said, you know, if you want cremation, your wife's like, mm, "No." You know, that is why it is so important to do it before. Yes. And do it early. Yes. And I have seen that there are some funeral homes not where i am but i mean some places they do like payment arrangements for pre-planning even exactly yeah and i there are way too many funeral homes that like don't offer that stuff so then like we also have we have our age difference because yeah. even though i know i look like i'm 10 <laughs> <laughs> and i look i look so much older than i am <laughs> we don't. Thank you, because I have this, like, I have people come up to me sometimes and be like, and they'll be like talking and I'll say something about my age and they're like, I think you were like, you know, whatever. And I'm like, thanks. Thank you, I guess. I think yours is more about your personality and how, how you present yourself. Because when we were yeah. talking, I thought, I thought you were older. You don't yeah. look older. You just yeah. present yourself as older. Yeah. I've been told that so many times. <laughs> like, I've had people, like, I, we were planning a surprise for my, like, uh, preacher at our church one time, and I was, like, reaching out, talking to everybody, having a good time, and when I met up, they were like, I thought you were a mom. Who, like, and I was like, no, I'm not. Thank you. I'm not. <laughs> but anyways, I'm almost 30. <laughs> 30, flirty, and thriving. Oh my gosh, I haven't watched that movie in forever. <laughs> I'm going to watch that movie now. Anyways, and you are just barely 
in your mm-hmm. 20s. Exactly, yeah. Just turn so 20. <laughs> so we have we have an age gap. We got a pretty good, we got a pretty decent age gap. Yeah. To add to this, along with the geographical difference, because yeah. even though I'm, I'm in Indiana now, I was born in Colorado. We spent most of my childhood in Colorado, and then you know I was a military brat. But, you know, we live yeah. mostly in Colorado. My mom joined the military to get out of Colorado and then got stationed in Colorado. <laughs> so we're in Colorado. And then after she got out of the military, we moved to Texas where I spent yeah. my teenage years. And then, and then, and then I moved to Indiana in yeah. my mid twenties. So, so I've got, you know, like mid middle of the U S is where yeah. Colorado is. And then, then Southern. And now I'm, I don't know what Indiana's considered. The Midwest, I think. Is it Midwest? I don't, I don't know. You see, when I talk to you, I, I get all kinds of accents coming out, okay? Because I got, like, real heavy southern accent when yeah. I lived in Texas. And I worked so hard to suppress it when I came up here because I got made fun of. And then I talk to you and it comes out. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Virginia's not even southern, is it? I don't know my geography. I don't know how many times we have to have this conversation. Some people say yes. Some people say no. I'm like southwest, like Appalachian. So it's like a really like thick mountainy accent. So I have no idea. I just say Appalachian. It sounds so southern to me. And you say Appalachian and I say Appalachian. Do you? Yes. I know so many people that, like, say Appalachian, like, even, like, from here. And it's because, like, people be like, if you're if you're from the Appalachians, it's Appalachian. And I know people that say Appalachian. <laughs> so, I don't know. I say Appalachian and I go for it. <laughs> well, that's like Colorado versus Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. Or co- Colorado. Yeah. I think... I think dialects are so fun. They're so fun. Yeah. Oh, and like the food thing. We were talking about the food thing because I was talking about my neighbor eating a peanut butter sandwich with chili. I can Which is I so weird. People here eat, like I know of people eating um, a mayonnaise and banana sandwich. This woman that works with my mom was like, I put peanut butter on there too. And I'm like, I liked you a whole lot up until this point. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I should just like try it one day just to see, because people like talk about this. This is like the Holy grail. And I'm just like, I tell you what you do it on camera and we'll use it for a trailer. Yeah, we should do that. That could be a good episode or like a good little unrelated to the funeral industry, unless you die from it. Exactly. Unless you die from it. And then and then we've got an episode. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> We're like, just like, how many people have died from eating this sandwich? Died of disgust. Like, it just... I'm weird about mayonnaise anyway. Ugh. I have I'm to weird. do... I can't do Miracle Whip. I think Miracle Whip is disgusting. It yeah. has to be actual, like, mayo. Yeah. This is this is your insight into who we are as human beings. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We'll have to do one of these, like, just like 
cornbread and potato talk about whatever's on their mind like ever so often where we yeah, just sit like for that. an hour and talk about yeah. absolutely nothing exactly. like a palate cleanser yeah because <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're gonna try to keep it lighthearted, but sometimes it may get a little bit you know dark there we've so got, we've got some pretty serious pretty heavy topics on the docket yeah right so we so. need to we need to sit and make like a big old long list of every episode that we want to do yeah so yeah i mean we've already got some pretty heavy ones that we're i think we're gonna start off pretty lighthearted though with yeah. the, the playlists and the alternative funerals and yeah. um i know that the um the psychology is one that's probably gonna be pretty heavy yeah yeah definitely yeah, um, I'm excited for the playlist episode. I'm so excited. I'm so I excited. Think the playlist and the alternatives are like my top two that I'm super excited yeah. about. I cannot wait. I need to like sit and make like a whole list of ideas just so we like don't run out. Oh, yeah. please. We're not going to run out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Especially like because we are so like early in school. And we're still, like, learning. I, oh, man. And, like, I can talk for hours about, um, like, what I read in that um book. What is it? Does this mean you'll see me naked? Yes. Oh, man. Like, there are some things that I read in that book where I was like, hmm, I'm scared now. <laughs> but I'm, I'm excited, but I'm also, like, I'm scared. And that's when people are like, leave say what you got into. Yeah, guess what? That doesn't mean I'm not like crapping my pants right now. Yeah. 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 Oh, you got you know what you get into, so that means you're supposed to turn off all your feelings about it. You're exactly. not allowed to have any feelings about it whatsoever. Exactly. Exactly. Like I remember like I remember when I was in high school because I was homeschooled middle of like fourth grade and up. I was in high school and I got the opportunity to take like college level classes. I took a biology class and we had to dissect frogs, but these weren't like itty bitty. These were like bullfrogs, dude. And the one that they picked or that we had to dissect, he was like sitting. And so it wasn't like, you know, when they like pin him down or whatever, it was like sitting. And I remember like flipping, cause I don't do frogs. I don't know why. I People just, are fine. Frogs are off the table. Exactly. Exactly. And I don't know why frogs like scare me like they do. But I remember being like, mm, you know, freaked out. And people were like, how are you going to embalm a body? Hey, guess what? I'm scared of frogs. Okay. I'm not scared of people. Okay. I'm terrified of frogs, not of people. So, and, and that's like the thing you can't, it, it's almost like that stigma of like, you can't be scared of anything. You can't be grossed out by things. Yeah, I can. Okay. I'll muddle through it, but I can, I can be scared in the middle of it. Yeah. I mean, I've gotten that question too of like, how are you, you know, you have kids. How are you going to deal with kids? And I'm not going to get super into it because this isn't yeah. the episode for it, but it's like, well, I'm going to come home and I'm probably going to cry about it. Exactly. Exactly. You know? Like the oh like, my I God. know it's gonna happen. Yeah. I am dreading it happening, but mm-hmm. like it is I something that I am aware of that it's gonna happen. There's no way I'm gonna be able to mentally prepare myself for it. That's and what you I'm can saying. Sit here, yeah. 
Yes, you can sit here and say you know what you're signing up for. You can know what you're signing up for, but you know what? I know what I'm signing up for. How how would you expect me to mentally prepare for that? I'm not even. We need to stop because exactly. we're gonna get into it in another Ooh, episode. And- exactly. Yeah, that's on that's on the list of episodes to talk about because it it almost makes me like angry when people ask me that because it's like, and then when you're like I don't know and they're like well you know and it's just like. I know that, I know that, but like, how how are you supposed to mentally prepare for it? It's, ooh, it's like a whole other topic. <laughs> the only thing you can do is just know that it's coming. Exactly, I mean, exactly. You just have to know. You, you build know, up your support system for when it does happen. Exactly, exactly. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, there was something else I was going to say. What was I going to say? I was gonna say something was something funny. Oh man. It was something between me and you. I don't know. Oh, it was about all oh, that discussion post because you talked about that book. Yes. <laughs> I remember you posted on the discussion post about how like a friend recommended this book and then everybody yes. was like, Oh, you make me really want to read that book. And there was that whole post about like if I was gonna start a cult, you would be like my Exactly. Little, my little um exactly and i would just go and like spread the word like i it's it's very like mary Kay consultant <laughs> i feel like i could be a really good like mary Kay lady and just be like well and like i could sell that stuff man i could do it because all i said was like oh i've read that book before and it's really good and then you would like read it and then you made that post and everybody's like that's really great and i'm like you know exactly. what if I was gonna start a cult, exactly. She's the one. She's exactly. <laughs> exactly. I feel like I feel like I, I just gotta give it. you the idea and you run with it and you just exactly <laughs> like I could. Ooh, I can sell anything if I like really, really put my mind to it. I could sell it. <laughs> I could do it, man. I could do it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, so here's the deal. We're just gonna we're gonna open our own funeral home together. So, do you want to read off the socials? Yeah. So we do have social medias. Follow us on, you know, obviously here on Spotify. Uh, we have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or X, whatever, whatever you young folk call it nowadays. Um, I know we have Instagram. Did I say? I did say Facebook, right? I should make an outro list and just, like, have, like, a sticky note taped to my laptop. (laughs) But, yeah, so we have uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. I was forgetting TikTok. Um, We have a YouTube channel. Everything is under Mortuary Mistresses, so follow us on those. Check us out. (laughs) Woo! Yay, bye, everybody. Uh, Goodbye. We'll be a lot more organized probably the next episode and actually like know what to say when leaving but i'm an awkward you know i get awkward when we gotta hang up so awkward potato exactly (laughs) exactly remember first actual episode drops october 1st exactly so catch us there catch us there this is just the introduction slash trailer so catch us on october 1st all right (laughs) Toodaloo, everybody.